89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and joining me is the author of the book Financially Literate Youth or Fly. I love how that works together. Uh, Marlise Hobbs, how are you Marlise? I'm very well, thank you Clayton. Thank you for having me. Look, thank you for coming on to talk about this really important uh, subject as well and we want to get stuck into a a few more of those specifics around uh, what do we need to be saying to our youth about money and about finances and those sorts of things. Uh, before we even get into some of the specifics around, um, you know, what should we be talking about specifically, what about the how to talk about um, this sort of thing with our, our youth and, and those about to leave school? You know, we all, we've all been there. We all remember that when we were teenagers, we realised that we understood everything and that no parents understood anything <laughs> else. We uh, this is obviously one of those real fundamental key things, and I've heard many stories of parents who've, who've talked through the fact that, well, in the end, some of their kids just didn't listen and they had to cop the consequences financially, and it sometimes lasts for, for many, many, many years, if not decades of it. So is there a way to actually talk and bring this subject up the best? What, what, what's your approach in that regard? Yeah, look, I think every family is so d- different and the dynamics are so different, so it's I guess it's going to be a difficult thing to generalise, but I feel that there's a real opportunity to start from a young age. And I think the younger we can start, the more normal and um, more we can normalise this whole financial literacy um, topic and conversation and and emphasise, continue to instil and emphasise the importance of it. We feel that it's very much just as important as English and math, given that, no matter what career you choose to go into, whether it's um, in retail or sales or you're a tradie, um, this knowledge is so critical to set you up for your for your future and help you get into you know property and um, execute some of your future goals and aspirations. So, yeah, in that sense, I guess the main thing would be that I think parents really need to take. Um, uh, a real serious role in the financial literacy education um, of their children starting as young as possible, and, you know, using things like um, pocket money and jobs around the home to try and bring some context to how that works, encouraging them to get a part-time job um, in their high school years and then explaining to them the fact that we're not wired to really think too far ahead, we're wired for instant gratification, um, and that f- prioritising your financial literacy education is going to be the most valuable thing that you can do for your future. Sure, it might not be perceived as the most exciting endeavour for some people, but it's actually not as difficult as what we might otherwise think. Yeah. Um, and, and once you actually embrace it, it actually is so empowering. Um, it's, it's actually it's a very worthwhile cause. <laughs> yeah, love it, absolutely love it. Uh, Melissa, just want to ask you about mindset as well. Um, when we're talking, especially with our, our youth, as they're sort of starting to understand more of what this is and the responsibilities that come with it, my sense is that even as I look at youth or adults, there's two sort of mindsets that people look at. One is either I'm protecting myself from financial trouble, so that's sort of the mindset that there is, or there's I'm trying to invest to uh, see what the opportunities are. And we obviously know we need a balance. You can't just stay with one or the other the whole time. 
Is there a, a, a better way to help our youth think? Which way should they be thinking? Is it is it just best to teach them at the start, hey, look, just do the right thing so you're not getting into financial trouble and we'll, we'll, we'll sort out the investing and getting more more ideas as we go forward or or should we be teaching both at the same time? I'm just really interested in your approach on that. Yeah, I guess our approach just really comes back to that whole preparedness um, for all the things that, you know, all the financial decisions and milestones that will be relevant in, in a person's life. And that's why we've ensured that FLY is such a comprehensive handbook of sorts. You know, it starts right from your very first job, bank accounts, tax and super. It takes them right through the journey from that, that point right through to starting their own business. Everything in between, renting, getting into the property market, property investing, shares, investing in other commodities. Um, we talk about protecting a financial future. So that, you know, involves different insurances and um, avoiding scams and things like that. Um, and then also um, financial hardship. Obviously, that can happen to anyone, even the most prepared people. And um, reminding them that, you know, they're worth, isn't reflective of the amount of money in their wallet and that even if you do um, encounter some really challenging times that there is light at the end of the tunnel and there's support and help there and some tips to help them come through that and we finish off with a money mindset um, chapter with tips and um, our top 10 tips for success. I think it should be approached in a more empowered, positive perspective. Malise, I, I want to ask and sort of finish our conversation around this by sort of, you know, I mean, obviously we can't cover off all of the tips and all of the things. That's why you've written the book, right? For people to go and read fly <laughs> and to, to, to sort it all through there. So maybe just the starting point. Right now, um, as, as we finish up, if there's a parent who says, right, I really think I need to have some conversations with my, my youth, my children about this sort of stuff. I need to help set them up. What should they be doing first? What's their thought? And and likewise, I want to start with the youth as well who may be listening and saying, right, I've got to do something. What's each of their first steps or their first conversations that they need to have? I think the most important thing is that they're a really open and transparent communication amongst families about money. I think in years gone by, the subject has been somewhat taboo. You know, you were too frightened to ask your parents what a certain, you know, what the home was worth or how they got to where they had gotten to. It was almost considered offensive. And so um, I know that's not the case in every household, but certainly I just think that there's a real opportunity and I can see it happening already where we're just more open, we're more transparent about, um, about money, all money subjects, and that, you know, really open the table at the dining room, in the dining room, um, when you're sharing a meal together, encourage those conversations in the car. Um, also, they're probably my two favourite places to um, share stories and, and answer questions that my two boys have about about money. And if I don't know the answer, I say, great question, let's go and find out. We find it out together. Um, so I think that as youth need to realise that this is probably some of the most valuable and important information that they'll ever learn in their life, no matter what they choose to do in their careers. Um, this is going to give them the most bright possible future that they can have, just having a strong foundation in financial literacy. 
And for parents, the same thing. The greatest gift that they could give their children is to set them up with financial literacy knowledge so that they can avoid costly mistakes, so they can spot opportunities, um, you know, well, well ahead and leverage their position so that they can make the very most with what they have. Yeah, we often say it's not as much about how much you earn, but what you do with it that's really going to determine your future success. So the knowledge is that critical piece. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of obviously tips for, for that whole educational process that I could share with you, but I could go on and on. But I think the number one thing would be that open, honest communication and a real um, investment in that knowledge from both parents and from youth to have so that they can set themselves up for the most bright future that they could possibly have. Yeah. Now, I did say that was sort of my final question, but I've come up with another one. So uh, I'll quickly get this in. <laughs> my leads, one of the things we often talk about here on, on this radio station is um, that aspect of generosity as well. We, we're often talking about various um, areas and organisations who need support. We we have days actually on our radio station, which is given over to helping those less fortunate than ourselves around the world too. How important is the aspect of generosity um, in the midst of it? Because I, I know often that it can feel like it they're sort of at odds with each other. Well, no, it's all about working out what I can get or I can focus on or I can protect or, or I can invest in to get something for myself. How important is it to understand generosity in the midst of all this too? Yeah, I love that question. Um, and... To be honest, Fly actually started out as a give back project. Um, we have a finance business, Evolve Loans, and I was doing, I'm doing a marketing um, and business development type role in this business. And that's actually, we had the idea, as I said, giant noticing things with his clients they could do with some more support. And um, we thought we could create this book and we would go to schools and donate copies to, to your 12 students um, to help them fly into life after school. And once the manuscript was finished, we actually realised um, Evolve Lines couldn't surely afford to give a copy of Fly to everyone that actually needed it. And that's how it ended up being a, a published book with, with Penguin. Um, so we are very passionate about giving back and about, um, you know, I think it ties in with gratitude. If you're grateful for where you are right now and you, you give without receiving, you're in flow with, um, I guess, the energies of, of the world. And it's, it's, a very, um, it's a very important thing for everyone to, to give back without expecting anything in return um, because I think that you are always rewarded when you come from that come from that position but it could because it shows that you are both content with where you are and grateful for what you have um and and I think when you were in that um in that place in your in your mind and in your heart you're rewarded for, for that so uh, I think yeah, yeah. I, I I love that I love that um your radio station um, encourages and supports that and does so much um, for the people in need as well. Yeah, well, it's certainly been inspiring uh, so many people across our city as they give to various things and uh, through the radio station. And uh, it is uh, that, that act of generosity just... 
um, lifts so many others up as well as yourself as you do that, which is wonderful to hear. Uh, Marlies, we, we thank you so much for your time and we wish you and Jai all the best with this book, Fly, Financially Literate Youth. I, I think it's such an important topic and as you said, it's going to impact everybody. We all have to deal with money in some way, shape or form as we go through our life and, and looking at it. Thank you so much once again for your time. Thank you so much for having having me. Thank you. Melise Hobbs, uh, my guest here on 89.9 The Light.